This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw after show, and have we got a show for you. The Women's Elimination Chamber is all filled out. Drew McIntyre beat Cody Rhodes in Anaheim, California. The bloodline is in your city, but before we get into all of that, let me introduce the crew. Justin Labar and Jimmy Corderas with me, Jack Farmer. Jimmy, how are you, pal? I'm I'm jacked. What can I tell you? Uh, <laughs> it's the road to WrestleMania, and, and they're pushing a lot of right buttons for me to get me hyped up for it. So, so, yep. so you know, I'm I'm excited. I really am. So if you're, wait, wait, plus, wait, I, plus so if I found this found this shirt as well. So this old classic, which really, you know got me going today <laughs> so, wait, so if you're jack am i jimmy you're jimmy oh you're jack duh oh, okay jack duh. well not that kind of jack but hey <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you've been hitting the how's that oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well uh yeah you, you talked about the stories here rdx 200 saying finish the story uh we'll talk all about that going forward but justin how have you been pal how's your uh how's your life treating you since the last time i saw you <laughs> all good here yeah it's road to wrestlemania <clears throat> exciting times um here with you guys tonight we came off of an exciting sunday of busted open with my partner in crime there jonathan hood so a lot of wrestling to be had a lot of wrestling to be talked it's all good i've got a little question for you justin a little pre-show question uh and everyone this will be maybe the question of the of the day so if you want to hop into the uh comments after the show's up let me know your answer I was just thinking this. We may actually see a an a, a rivalry reheated with Triple H and The Rock, power, you know, <laughs> power struggle kind of situation. I'm talking about like on TV. I'm not talking about all the the backstage stuff. But we might see them actually have a bit of a a power struggle if that happens. And this <clears throat> becomes a, a featured part of the show. Does Triple H versus The Rock get into the running of greatest rivalry? Is it part of that oh. conversation after 20 years? Uh, I mean, maybe you could try to, 
the tough thing is Triple H can't have a match. He can't. I don't even know if he can even take a bump. So, um, you know, it's it, it's it's exciting to think about and kind of based on what they've done. Logically, we should see Triple H and The Rock on TV here on the Road to Mania again at some odds of of a power struggle of of, of authority of, of respect. But at the end of the day. I mean, maybe Hunter can take like one back bump. I don't know. He can take a punch. I don't know. I don't know what he can do with his health condition. Um, nor is it worth risking. But uh, but it's possible that if those two get on a war of words on the mic, yeah, yeah, you can uh, definitely call back and let people go back into Peacock and watch some of the classic matches they had. Yeah, you got my wheels turning, man. You really got my wheels turning now. What Jimmy, what if? Let's, do you want to do you want to see them have some kind of power play against each other? That, that would be cool, and we already know that Rock can do stuff in the ring as he's been training for WrestleMania, so we know he can go, you know, and mm-hmm. it's a little different uh, training-wise as opposed to going out there and getting the reps in, in actual matches, but at the same time, he is getting reps in in the gym and in the ring. Hunter, like Justin said, we don't know his physical uh, capabilities of actually having a match. Can he take a punch? Can he take a back bump? What if someone were to be his advocate, like an HBK? Uh, and uh, you know, can he go? Mm-hmm. Not you know, uh, can can Shawn Michaels still have one more match left in him? We know, you know? we we know, old Stone Cold can come out and do some stunners, and <laughs> you, you never know. But but there's a, at least you got the Bloodline versus DX kind of thing, and you know. Uh, and Billy Gunn, been, uh, too bad he's with AEW, but he's been drinking the magic formula. He looks fantastic, and he can still go and you know bring back a road dog. You never know a Sean Waltman. What the ironic turn of events if Stone Cold comes back to fight on behalf of the authority ran by Triple H to defend the WWE uh, from someone like The Rock? What a... That's some long-term storytelling. That's some interesting. That's an interesting. Ter- Who would have thought back in you know 2000 that we that could possibly be a situation that would make sense and and we'd want to see. Uh, I would absolutely love to see Stone Cold come back. I'd like to see him all. I'm a big advocate. I, I always want to see one more match. Obviously, I want people to be healthy and not. You know, there are certain things like you got to stay stay out of the ring. But man, if you can, if they can, if it's safe for them to do so, I want to see them all come back. I I love, I love getting to see legends back in the ring and and doing it. Um, well, well, you look at the not you know you look at WrestleMania 18. You know, could Hogan really go like he used to back in the day? No, it hit, but him and Rock got the people excited, man. That is an iconic moment in WrestleMania oh, history. Yeah. Them two just standing there fa- facing each other, and the place went. They blew the roof off the place, and I, and I snuck out into the crowd. <laughs> Because I didn't want to watch it backstage on a monitor. I wanted to feel that energy out in the arena. So I went into the tech area that's out in front of the stage and stood there and listened to it and felt that energy. I got I got goosebumps now just thinking about it. See, and that's why I always wanted to get you know John Cena versus Stone Cold. You know, because those would be the next that'd be the next dream match in terms of flag bears. And same thing with Mania 18, like you said, Jimmy. Cena and Austin don't have to do a whole lot. You know, I always thought that that they don't have to do much. Um, you know, they don't have to really. And we'll probably never get it at this point. But I always thought, man, that's that's another one that would have been been great to have. Yeah, uh, Dylan Matthew says WrestleMania 18 is my favorite. That that match, that Hogan Rock match, is is my favorite of all time too. And I've got a whole bunch of reasons for it, but uh, I won't get into it today. <clears throat> Jerry uh, Lawler, Jerry, Jerry Lawler says it was his favorite to call commentary on. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
yeah, it's, it's it, that one was just special. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we get another one. We might have one in a couple months, so that's no, actually no. kind of crazy. Um, but everyone who's with us uh, here today, thank you so much for joining us. Remember to like, comment, share, subscribe. If you're a lurker, I want to shout out to all of you. If you're No Way, Ricky, Dylan, Mask Marvel, haven't seen Mask Marvel, Killer of Demons, RDX200, Goodfella, uh, Steven, Ethan, Cool Gamer, Tommy, oh, Daniel Barry, Brian Reyes, uh, Beer Money, Adam Staples, Reaper Brink, Cleveland Rock, Sherrod Jones, Dustin Engel. We got a bunch of folks here. Gabriel Martinez, Megan, Stu Jersey. Great name, Stu Jersey. Doug Masters, uh, Max Feldham, Tornado D5, T5, Casey J, Manish, all the way from India. Uh, what time, Manish, is is uh, Elimination Chamber going to be for you? It's going to be 2 a.m. for me. I don't know. That's going to be a rough, a rough one to watch live for your boy. Just stay Jack. up. Just stay up. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, no point at that. At that point, it's just like a, a long night out. You're used. That's you're you. Yeah, you're used to DJing. I know you're up yeah. past midnight. Just stay up. <laughs> yeah, so I probably will. No, what's going to happen is I'm like, you know, what? I'm not going to stay up, and then I'll probably find myself staying up. And I'll be like, it's going to start soon. I'll just watch it and then I'll watch the beginning and then I'll watch the whole thing. It'll be like 5 a.m. And then I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. great. Well, well, well Jesse could cool. watch it live at 5 a.m. and go straight into Busted Open from there. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. You, you get the, you get that. Well, post- it's on, it's 5 a.m. Saturday morning here, right? Oh, Saturday morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll actually, I could, I'll have a whole day to recover until I got to get to uh, There you go. <laughs> I feel, yeah. I feel, I feel bad for Denise and whoever's on the Saturday show because it's going to be, just wrapping up as busted open goes on the air on saturday yeah it's usually mark so uh if it's her if it's her and mark and well god she's on the west coast so for her it's 6 a.m so whatever it but but chamber will be wrapping up when busted open goes live 9 a.m eastern time so they'll they'll just that's that's gonna that's gonna be a tough task well like you said for her stay up (laughs) (laughs) pretty much um so we got some uh, some fun, interesting news uh, to talk about. And this one, I definitely want everyone in the chat and in the comments to get uh, active in. But um, there was an interview with uh, with Daniel Garcia on Busted Open Radio. And uh, they're talking about the physical shape he was in. He said, I know I'm not in good wrestler shape, like huge. I know I'm in good shape. I can go and wrestle for two hours and be fine. I know I'm not jacked. Hey, Jack, we used that word earlier. Uh, Not that I want to be Hulk Hogan or anything, but I would like to get a little bit better shape for TV purposes. Started working with Cesar Bonini uh, this New Year's. He works with a lot of people in AEW. He's a very good personal trainer, nutritionist, so I feel like that's one thing I'd like to work on. This, of course, is ahead of the fact that his contract is set to expire soon. Um... He also said he wanted to work on his in-ring promos. Um, and uh, he's actually only 25, I believe it said, which is crazy. He's so young. Um, so this got me thinking. And this got uh, a lot of us at wrestling thinking. Um, would you like to see Daniel Garcia jump ship? And just for funsies, who are some people you would like to see jump ship from one company to the other? And I'm going to take this, obviously, to the to the chat as well. And again, to everyone who's in the comments, who are some people you'd like to see go from WWE to AEW or AEW to WWE? Uh, and let's have some fun with it. Obviously, I don't know, uh, you know, Dustin Roman Reigns would be the most interesting one, but like, what are some ones that you think would be maybe a little, little less far-fetched? Well, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a fun question, I guess. I mean, I guess with, um, 
you know, with who goes for, with who I'd fantasy book from AEW over to WWE, it's kind of like a Jade Cargill situation, even though Jade's only had one match. It's kind of like, okay, AEW has the bigger roster, but they have the far less amount of, um, well, they have, they have TV, but they don't, you know, they don't have a live event. You know, so like, you know, a guy like Daniel Garcia saying this, mm-hmm. I could see I, for him saying that, like he wants to get more reps on the mic. He wants to get a little bit bigger. He like he he wants to improve in every way, <laughs> and Jimmy can attest to this. That comes with reps, and and and, and traditionally you get it via, via house shows. You just get it, you know, every week having two, three, four shows where you can go out there, cut a promo, do a match, but you don't have the uh, constraints of uh, and stress of TV times to follow. So, uh, but AEW doesn't do that. Uh, and then even when you're at TV for AEW, you know, you're fighting for a spot because there's a lot of a lot of talent. So. Garcia in particular, if he's serious, if that's what he really wants, a move over to a WWE where they have a state-of-the-art performance center, and he pro- quite honestly, he'd probably go to NXT first. That, that, that's just what they would do, I would imagine. I don't think he, he – no disrespect to him. He's not a big enough name on the AEW TV where I think that he's like a guy you have to have show up on Raw or SmackDown right away. I think you could put him through the system and what have you. You know, but other guys – I mean, yeah, look, look, guys and girls that you think that are underserved in AEW, Wardlow, right? You look at him, you're like, okay, if, if the WWE machine was behind him, <clears throat> what could that look like? You know, and then the flip side, I mean, <sighs> a, or, uh, WWE has so much talent coming through the pipeline. I, I mean, I could picture a, a lot of them over an AEW in the sense of, you know, they could hang and work a style there. It's it's it's, it's hard for me to fantasy book anybody going WWE to AEW because <laughs> you're just fighting for such a spot. And I know mm-hmm. we've seen Hall of Famers like Edge go over and, and Power too. If you can get a good paycheck and they have a spot for you. You can help the young guys. That's great, but it's hard for me to fantasy book a young guy or a girl going WWE to AEW. I can really only fantasy book a name who's been established in WWE. WWE no longer has a place for you at that spot in the card, and so you wanted to, you know, just get a few, you know, get, get one more contract. And I mean, and so you have to kind of kind of pick a veteran. You know, I don't I don't know who off the top of my head, but that's 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 the only situation I can really see is, is more veterans. I don't see any young talent actively wanting to go WWE to AEW. If they get released by WWE, okay, yeah, different story. Now you're looking for work. But I can't see anybody plotting like, well, my contract's coming up here with WWE. I can't wait to jump to Jacksonville. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, the um, we got a lot of folks in the chat here. Uh, Dylan Matthews with an interesting one says, the guns uh, in WWE uh, would be a good left field answer. I see Big John saying the acclaimed uh, would be good. Uh, Max Feldman saying the Lucha Brothers uh, in WWE, Starks, I think, is, is one of the most popular ones that people are saying. Uh, Shinsuke to AEW from Beer Money would be quite interesting. Uh, and, of course, Wardlow's name has come up quite a bit. Uh, Fernando with uh, AJ Styles, I think, is another to AEW. Um, a lot of interesting names here. Brody King uh, as well. Sami Zayn and KO making the switch. Uh one that stands out to me that I'd like to see, Jimmy, before we get your thoughts, is um, Bailey. I'd like to see mm-hmm. Bailey make the jump to AEW because I think that AEW has a lot of folks in their women's division that uh, need someone that they can work with. And I think Bailey has proven that she can work at the top of a card. She can work at the bottom of the card. She can work in the middle of the card. Mm-hmm. I think they would just get, she would give her, them such flexibility. Uh, that would be a very big coup for AEW if they were to get her uh, going to from AEW to WWE. Um, 
you know, I kind of, I, I feel like, I feel like Ricky Starks is the first name everyone's going to say, but I'd mm. like to see Sammy Guevara. I think Sammy Guevara going to NXT and he's proven he's physically capable. He's great at doing stuff in the ring and he's good on a microphone, but I'd like to see what old uh, HPK does with him. If he mm. had some time with him, uh, Jimmy, those are my thoughts. Uh, wh- who, who would you like to, if you could make a, a couple switches, who would you like to switch? Oh, it, see, that's an interesting question. And, and very much like Justin, he's inside my head right now, because uh, like you like you said, Justin, making the move from WWE to AEW, you know, I don't see young talent going over there because, like you said, they would be fighting for a spot. And if you do bring a veteran over who that is very recognizable to the mass audience is are they going for the paycheck? Do they want to help young talent and help elevate other talent, which um, they I hate to say it, have a problem doing. And like you mentioned, Bailey, for example, Jack, uh, I, you know, she'd be a perfect fit there, but unfortunately they don't invest enough time in the women's division. As much as they've got some great women talent over there, they don't invest that time because they don't have that much time on television to present them. I mean, that for me, I mean, it's fun to look at other guys go the other way. Daniel Garcia props to him because he wants to improve and he wants to be a sponge. And he gets it that, it's much more than just the look, though. He does want the look, but he also wants to be able to talk. And that's where the money is in bringing people in. That's an interesting one. Um, I, again, Wardlow is obviously a guy that fits in their wheelhouse. That's for sure. But other names outside of both companies that I'm looking at, it, it made me think. When you say free agents, I'm thinking like a Jacob Fatu because there's a perfect guy that could fit in with the bloodline storyline. And someone that mm-hmm. can come out of left field and surprise everybody, kind of like Solo did at first. You know what I mean? And one guy from uh, from TNA that I'd like to really see get a spotlight is a Josh Alexander. Mm-hmm. I think he's a guy that has all the tools. He can talk, but give him a little bit of time at the performance center, working with some people to get him to get that inside out of him, if that makes any kind of sense, where he can present to him. <laughs> on that mic because I know the guy very well. He's, he, he's got it. And, yeah. And that's, that's like outside I'm out left field thinking right now, putting him in there. But of course the big one that I'd like to see maybe jump ship is someone like a MJF because man, oh man, for a guy that young, he gets it and he's money. Well, and, and you know, we, we've saw, you know, WWE, WWE released a lot of talent during the pandemic times for budget cuts or one thing or another. So AEW had a, AEW had a lot of, you know, Andrade, Malachi Black, Keith Lee, Adam Cole, um, Brian Danielson. You know, they they acquired a lot of, of the younger talent. I, I know Brian's not young, but you know what I mean. Uh, but, you know, on, look, Andrade d- didn't go well. He's back to WB. Um, Malachi Black, uh, you know, it's been hit or miss. Keith Lee, I mean, come on, it was a big deal the week he came back, and then it's been – I mean, so you're – like, it's just – it's been proven, you know, now top guy, you're Christian Copeland, whatever. I mean, like, you know, they're, they're, they're sustaining where they are as, as being the veteran legends that they are, but the young talent, whatever, it's just a hard, <clears throat> that's just, just so damn busy. Well, somebody that's an AEW that I'd like to see get a second chance with WWE is big bill is big cast. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. better. He's better. He's in better health than he's ever been. Uh, you know, last time he was in WWE, um, you know, you know, he was dealing, I think, you know, he was dealing with some things which were documented, he also was teamed with Enzo, and Enzo's his own <laughs> polarizing uh, 
uh, personality. So you sometimes for better than worse, guilty by association, have to deal with that. So I would like to see him come back, Big Bill as Big Cass, and with his newfound health and clarity. And, and I mean, the guy's a talent. I'd love to see him get a second sh- shot in WWE somewhere along the line. He's still young enough. It's it's, it's worthwhile. Yeah, I feel like Big Bill is someone who AEW should start focusing on as one of their top guys. I think why they have him. I think he's he looks the part. He's whenever he's talked, he's been great. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I he's someone. If I was AEW, I'd be like, let's let's use him quite a bit. Um, yeah, with Bailey, I, I kind of circling back to that. I think one of the reasons I'd like her to be on there is she gives you the flexibility to start using a lot more of the women's wrestlers who maybe need to be in the ring with someone so we can figure out who they are and learn who they are and help jumpstart that division. It's an optimistic pick that hoping they'll use her in that proper way. Um, um, yeah. Sorry to cut yeah. you off there, Jack, but something else was mentioned. I, I'm not sure which one of you did, but you okay. talk about AEW not getting enough reps in, you know, where the talent doesn't get enough reps in because they don't really do house shows and that sort of thing. And I, it's my understanding that they're allowing the talent now to go out and work other, other promotions is if I'm not correct, well, they, they've, been, they've been doing that for a little bit. Uh, yeah, but I, I think they've given them a little more freedom now. Uh, if that's if I'm mistaken, somebody correct me, please. But if that's the case, let them get their reps in. It, you know, that that's the biggest thing, especially you know, in the old days, uh, as I like to call them, we were on the road every week, we got it in every week, and we tried stuff on the house shows the guys tried stuff on the house shows and see what works see what doesn't you know try different things you know and they're not getting the opportunity to do that so now maybe if they get out a little bit more they would have the opportunity opportunity to try to do different things and see what works in front of a live crowd mm-hmm. especially now in 2024 where the crowd is a little different from back in the day well yeah. in a fresh and a fresh live crowd too because if you're at AEW taping yeah they might put you on rampage or dark or one of the other shows those are all usually filmed after they do dynamite or after they do collision those crowds are burnt out some yeah. of those crowds are burnt out at that point you know it's tough yeah it's uh it, it is tough they're they're very long days for those and getting the reps is good plus if they get to work at other places people get to see them in other companies and that helps everybody mm-hmm. um i do want to say that i think that daniel garcia is a future star though i feel like that's uh i am hanging my hat on that i think he's gonna he's very young still. I think that's the thing that when people start judging him now, they, they're like, Oh, well, he's not a star right now. It's like, guy's 25. He's going to be just fine. Uh, but I think he, he gets it. And I think he's going to be a big star. Um, and so I think big things are coming from him. I do want to say, I can't remember if I've said this before, but Jacob fought too. I got to, uh, I do ring announcing here and I ring announced him at PCW ultra. And, uh, um, it's a, when you're a ring announcer, it's an interesting thing because you get to, you really, you, you never, I feel like you feel the crowd differently. Oh, I guess, Jimmy, you've been in the ring too. Uh, anyone who's been in the ring when someone comes out, I guess, uh, you feel the crowd in a different way. Let me tell you, when he comes out, that energy changes when his music hits and he comes through. Jacob Fatu has has an energy that's different than everyone else when he's on a show. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. So I would love to see him on a, on a big stage. Um but yeah, anyone in the chat, that's your question. Who, if you could fantasy, let's just say swap two people, AEW to WWE, what would be the spiciest, in- most interesting uh, one to see happen? Update on Netflix's documentary on Vince McMahon, everybody. This is uh, interesting. Uh, Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio said that, uh, said, quote, I haven't heard anything about the release of the doc 
Uh, this changes the whole doc 100%. They were done. It was do it was going to be out very, very soon. I don't know how it can possibly be out very, very soon now. At this time, Netflix has yet to make any statement on the status of the project. However, it's worth noting that WWE recently signed a deal to bring Raw to Netflix starting in January 2025, days before Grant's allegations emerge. Justin, this is kind of an interesting spot that Netflix is in. Obviously, whatever they had planned for this documentary, it's you can't release it without some of this information now. But also, do they want to release a documentary that's honest and fair about a guy who built the company they just signed a bunch of money to have on their programming? <clears throat> I don't think you want to release that right now, but not because of the political line you might be alluding to you don't want to release it now anytime soon because there are many more chapters now to come there's no point in trying to go ahead and get something together and a final edit to come out sometime in 2024 because i have a feeling unfortunately we're gonna 2024 is gonna have many more headlines involving vince and this is not over in terms of more allegations in terms of maybe 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 activity he has on his end aside legally so there's no point in putting anything out because you want to. You might as well wait now until the full story is done, until at least until you think it's done, whatever, whatever, whatever that means. Whether that's him going to court, selling out of court, uh, wait until he's no longer on Earth. I don't know, but at this point, it seems ridiculous to even try to put out a documentary when uh, we are uh, we, we're coming down the stretch probably of, of some more drama and that's stuff that you'd want to have documented all you know and, and and so don't don't put out anything right now yeah jimmy i feel like even the even the raw signing aside if you have a documentary on this guy you just can't be releasing it right now there's too much stuff that's happening that is stuff you can't leave out and claim to be a documentary about somebody no absolutely there's like you said too much stuff still going on and if you're going to make a documentary about somebody it has to be full and complete and that's where the, it, it, it's kind of hard for Netflix. Now they have to walk that fine line where they have to decide, you know, when do we put this documentary out when everything is all said and done, like Justin said. And then again, we have to be fair and honest in our documentary or else it looks like we're uh, skirting the issue, so to speak. Mm -hmm. and, and you don't want to appear to be doing that in front of uh, in front of uh, the audience because then people will say, "Oh, look, they just they're just pandering to the guys who just signed with them." So you got to be careful with that line as well. But uh, I think, like you guys said, they need to be fair and honest with the documentary, make it complete. And I, I hate to put it this way, you know, when this complete the story when the story's told, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's because even you just. I, I think even retroactively, it makes everything change because now you can't tell certain parts of the timeline of the story without mentioning certain things and certain people and whatnot. Or even even if it's even if they hadn't signed with this WWE thing, I think if you watched any documentary and they left out something that big, like if you watched a documentary on Michael Jackson and they left out certain things, you'd say, "How can you do a documentary on this guy without mentioning once?" the allegations against him you know well and also uh, and also yeah. jack i mean if you're netflix you know what started out as looking like okay this is a newsworthy project to do a documentary i mean look we've seen netflix and other streaming services do this before where there's the real documentary but then they 
do a mini series or a movie or something. You know, I, I think back to the Renee Zellweger started. I think it was a Netflix thing where she she played a it, like yeah they take they take real life true crimes or whatever and and they and they have actors and they and they make a mini series out of it. And so you know you hate to talk about and think about oh making money off of you know uh, allegations and accusations that are as serious as that, that are the ones that have been levied against Vince, but. Uh, that is the entertainment business, unfortunately, that, that, that stuff like that's going to happen. So I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix also sits back and goes, do we want to make a documentary? Do we want to do we want to make a make a movie? Do we want to do both? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, we had a, a one interesting point here. Stu Jersey says release it and call it part one. Um, I mean, if you want to try to get two of them. Uh, Dylan says the documentary won't see the light of day for at least three years. Uh, Adam saying can't see Netflix releasing it now, and Jeff saying the documentary will never see the light of day. Oh, I feel it will. bad. It will. It will. Uh, it will it eventually. Will. It will. Yeah. Um, one way or another, it's too easy to just say, "Okay, well, here it is." But uh, I, I also I feel bad for the people who've spent so much time working on it, and I mean, I can only imagine all the time and effort you put into it, only to find out that, oh yeah, everything that you did needs to be redone now. Right. Um, so that'd be a that'd be a, a bummer. Uh, something that is getting released is uh, some new events for these show, big shows coming up. WWE is announcing another free press event for Elimination Chamber uh, and a five-day fan event for WrestleMania 40. Uh, the press event for Elimination Chamber sounds like it's going to be like one of those press conference things, similar to what they did with The Rock and The Bloodline. And then the five-day WrestleMania 40 event is a Fanatics thing where they're selling a bunch of merch and stuff like that. Jimmy, this is just, I think, showing that WWE is absolutely thinking outside of the box here. And it's about more than a wrestling show. It's merchandising, it's sales, it's tickets, it's media. It's It really shows how big WWE is. It, it is. And that's what they, you know, it's big business. It's called the wrestling business for a reason. And WWE is capitalizing on all the platforms that they can right now and i think this is a great idea for them because now it makes wrestlemania we already have two nights of wrestlemania and then the night before night one you have smackdown then you got the post wrestlemania raw what more can we add you add the if you add these like uh like you said where they have the merchandise things and and these Mm -hmm. uh little things uh i'd like to see more stuff like you know like they have the the uh one dead man show i'd like to have Mm -hmm. other superstars come back maybe some uh some whether they're former superstars or current superstars uh, have them come out on stage and tell some stories and take some fan interaction questions a fun in a fun kind of way as opposed to like hey tell me about this and tell me about that you know we don't need to get into the the dirt kind of stuff have fun with it let people enjoy it and make it like a vacation destination where they spend a week in philly or las vegas which is rumored for next year which would be great if as long as you don't have a gambling problem you know <laughs> but yeah yeah you know make it fun and that's what it seems like they're doing they're making it fun and they're making it a destination for people to go and enjoy more than just a pro wrestling show yeah justin i'm, I'm hearing this news and i can't help but think that maybe wwe is stealing the nfl's playbook and the fact that it feels like they're trying to make that season year round whether it's the combine and the draft and all this stuff that happens throughout the year. And of course the merchandising is crazy, but NFL makes a ton of money. Uh, I mean, it's the business, right? Yeah. I mean, the first of all, the press events, um, especially as they have so many of the premium love events this year, international, 
you know, these press events are big because now they're going to, if they're going to do one in Australia, that's a lot of Australia. I mean, look, in Australia is a big country. There's a lot of media in Australia that, and there's a lot of media that never gets to have, you know, they might get a wrestler or two that comes there to do a press junket to promote an event. But the fact they're going to have the entire company there, that's a big deal. So it makes sense to do this. I, I firmly, I, I, I expect them to do this for, for backlash. I expect, which I, I think it's in Paris, maybe it's in France. Um, I expect them to do it for all these events this year. It's smart. And then, yeah, the uh, the fan event, I don't know. You're right, Jack. It, it very much is like NFL. <clears throat> I'll need to see. I'll need to see it. I mean, because they already had access for all these years. They always had WWE access on Mania Weekend, which was a fan fest. And a lot of the stuff sounds like stuff you would get at access. Obviously, it's being branded now with Fanatics. So I'll be curious to what level of enhancement they do that they build off of what access was to what this event's going to be but WWE they, they 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 so rarely swing and miss at these things they usually knock these things out of the park they're just they're so they're so well versed in it and and lately in the last couple of years with Nick Khan with TKO and all the resources they have we saw tonight on Raw they 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 know they they know how to do this and this is this is this is in their wheelhouse this is why they are number 1 yeah and and access and stuff like that is such a cool thing and and all the merch they have now and the stuff like this, even if you don't have tickets to the show to access this fanatics thing, I think it's going to be fun. And you're probably going to spend a, a bunch of money, but you're going to be like, this is super cool. And when I was there in Dallas, I spent a bunch of money and I was like, I'm not going to buy anything. I'm just going to go check it out. I walked out with a bunch of a merch because I'm a sucker and that's what I do. <laughs> but, uh, I'm just, I'm just lucky. I still have a connection there in the merchandising department. Pumpkinhead. I'm talking right at you, brother. <laughs> I need to get Pumpkinhead's number because, uh, <laughs> uh, because yeah, there's so much cool merch now. But yeah, I think it's it's great, and it's I don't know. I think it's fun, especially with. I always say that's how like you 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 can't understand how big WWE is in my opinion. I even I probably don't understand, but until you go to WrestleMania week and you see what WWE does to a city during WrestleMania week, and you go to these fanatic events, and you go to the access, or you go to this stuff and you see that this is like WWE is so big and is such a monster. And like I've said last year, they came to Los Angeles and took over one of the biggest cities, biggest entertainment cities in the world. And they dominated it for a week. Uh, it's, it really is like you see that and you go, Oh, this is a totally different level than any other kind of thing out there. And that's not putting any other wrestling company down or anything like that. It's just, this is a monster. This is huge what they do. It's it's really impressive and it's cool. And I think everyone should go check it out if they can. Um, I'll probably be there in Philly. So come see me and buy me a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tr trust me. I'll get Pumpkinhead to get in touch with you. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll take all the merch, baby. <laughs> um, someone who I don't know if he's going to be at WrestleMania Fanatics. Uh, well, we might, maybe he'll be hanging around, but CM Punk has hinted that he's got six to eight months to heal. Uh, during an interview with UFC on TNT Sports, Punk said, quote, we're thinking maybe six to eight months, but I'm not really in a rush to get back to compete. I'm in a rush to get healthy. I'm in a rush to get better. The sooner I do that, the better I'll be back when I come back. Uh, Jimmy, I see you nodding your head. That's the right attitude to have, right? Absolutely. He seems to be in a different place right now. That's that's the beauty of it. He seems to be genuine with his gratitude and happy to be back with WWE. And you can, at least I feel it. 
it feels real to me. It's that he's not just putting on a brave face and making it look good. And the other thing too, is you don't have to forget completely forget about him for that time. We saw him do the, at the kickoff, the WrestleMania kickoff, he was on the, the panel uh, with, um, with Michael Cole and everybody. He, mm-hmm. he's a hell of a talker that, you know, that's in his wheelhouse. He can do that kind of stuff until he's ready and healthy to go. But there is that time you want to keep him off television. So when you do bring him back, it feels special. So, you, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta be careful with. This is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer. He hears things differently to the untrained ear. Everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The timing of that sort of thing. And I think we alluded to it last week, Jack, where, you know, the whole thing with Drew, we talk about free agents. Has he signed? Has he not signed? What's going on here? And we'll talk about that for Drew as we go on. But what about if the storyline continues and Drew does happen to sign back with WWE? Let's say Drew were to challenge a Seth Rollins. I'm fantasy booking as usual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, were to challenge, win the Elimination Chamber and go on to challenge Seth Rollins at uh, WrestleMania and come out of there with the championship. And then he has this long run with the championship. And when Punk is ready to come back, you've got your ready-made rivalry right there big time title situation with punk and drew mcintyre the guy who took him out at you know royal yep. rumble so um you, you know he's he's i like his attitude anyways that's for sure yeah justin cm punk is someone who jimmy makes an interesting point he's one of the people you really have to weigh yourself how, or weigh how you use him wiser because he could absolutely hop on commentary he could be on an on-air role He's great at that, but do you kind of want us to not see him so when he comes back, it feels special? Uh, very interesting in how you play CM Punk now. Yeah, there, there's something to that. I mean, I think it's smart, you know, again, certain press events have him be present. You know, he's, he's still part of your company. Utilize him where you can and for those type of purposes, for, for media and for exposure. But, yeah, to a point, you know, you keep him off TV also because, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. It's going to make that pop that much bigger. When he is back, you know, if you're him, I, you know, he, he's right. Get back and be healthy. <laughs> Whether it's six mm-hmm. months, eight months, nine months, come back to where you feel you're at your best. And quite also, look look at the calendar. What's the point of rushing back and being ready for October if you want to take six or eight more weeks and be ready closer to next year's Mania or, or Survivor Series? You know what I mean? Like, Pick your spot on the calendar where it makes the most sense. Don't just come back the day that you're officially cleared. You know, come back when it makes the most sense. Come back where the money's there. So, um, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, it sucks that he, it sucks that plans change and, you know, he came back with so so much momentum then, you know, seemingly got hurt on such a, (laughs) such a weird, he was taking a DDT and he Mm -hmm. tore the triceps. It's a very weird injury to get from that, but it happened. It sucks. But now that it's happened, we all can look forward to, wow, we still have a Drew versus Punk match to look forward to eventually, maybe. We have a Seth versus Punk match to look forward to, maybe. We have a Cody versus, like, you start fantasy booking, and it gets you excited, and it's great to have that in the bank down the line. Yeah, and uh, 
Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, so save it until it's really going to be a good uh, one of the big shows. Great balls of fire, stomping grounds, you know, uh, save it for one of those. Uh, Taboo Tuesday. If they <laughs> you laugh, but didn't a great balls of fire had like no, that wasn't seen in Roman. Maybe, maybe that was great. One of the, one of those random ones <laughs> had seen yeah. in Roman, I think so. They uh they could put together. I'm gonna show my age. I was gonna say a DVD, but they should put like a, a best up greatest matches from random shows that weren't supposed to be the big shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they got a few of them. I bet for on those mm-hmm. one off weird shows. Judgment Day, Ricky's out of our saying. Uh, that like was the big ones. We're like, wow, that was a really great match. Wow, no um, way out. Coliseum uh, home video. <laughs> Um, but we had a, uh, we had a, I want to touch on this as we get into the raw review here. And again, folks, this is the new format here. Where we're going to be a lot more news heavy up top and then get into the, the key points of the show, uh, for raw again, like comment, share, subscribe. Let me know your thoughts on this new format, but we had a quick call. I feel like this is kind of newsy. So I'm going to say it here. UFC fighter, Michael Chandler called out Connor McGregor on air in WWE. Justin, when TKO, first started the thoughts of the crossovers were happening now it's it's not just an idea it's real a ufc fighter called out another ufc fighter on wwe tv yeah i mean this felt like uh <laughs> wwe was just they were hosting the party and everybody's invited we had ufc fighters we had bull riders netflix execs are boozing up in the front row it was a good old time <laughs> this yeah. is this is brand synergy that's what, and we're going to yeah. get more of this. I, for, I, I, I absolutely expect there to be future UFC pay-per-views where said WWE talent is going to be interviewed in between a match and is going to cut a promo and make a challenge. Mm-hmm. Tune in this Monday on Raw. I want to, I want to take on, you know, and why not? Why would you not? It, it just, it, it just makes too much sense when everybody's under the same umbrella. Uh, use the platforms. Um, so yeah, this was entertaining. This was. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't follow UFC nearly as close as I used to, but something tells me I, I'll kind of be forced to now by the TKO ownership, but I'm going to probably have to pay more attention to UFC one way or the other. Yeah, watching this at first, I didn't know if he was supposed to take the microphone, so I was really interested, like, oh, was he supposed to actually... Because he kind of did it quickly. like, And so I, I didn't know if maybe Samantha Irvin got, got the mic stolen from her. Uh, but then after it was done, I was like, "Oh, this was part of the the part of the gig, Jimmy." Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know about you. I'm sold on the fight. I, I want to see what Connor says now. And if you're Connor, you got to respond. And like, yeah, I, I don't know. This is great. I feel like this is good all around. I'm excited about it. No, I am too. He they got me pumped for it, and he cut a very wrestling style promo, which yeah. was actually pretty good. He, he, you know what? I, I give him credit, Michael Chandler. Good. Props to you, man, because that's it's not easy coming from that world where you don't really speak unless you're in an interview kind of situation. For him to grab the mic like that and, you know, go off on Conor McGregor the way he did, like you're dodging me and all this kind of stuff. Uh, again, it's one of those situations where talking people in front of their television sets to buy the pay-per-view or, or there's, you know, computer screens or, or buy a ticket to go see it live. If it's near you or whatever the case may be, uh, he sold me. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Max Feldman says, I think WWE and UFC are, is a perfect match. I agree. Cause I also think 
now it'd be so much easier to see maybe some UFC guys make the transition over to WWE. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if there's any interest on the other side, but like if Chad Gable said he wanted to have a, a MMA match, I'd be down to watch that. I'd be super into that. Um, you know, so, cause a lot of those guys do have the, the background in amateur wrestling and whatnot. So I'd be absolutely excited about that. So this was just a very cool thing. And, and Justin, to your point, like you said, Man, the stars were out. I was like, Anaheim, look at you flexing the celebrity appeal here. Uh, you got more than the Mighty Ducks, I'll tell you that, apparently. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of uh, bull, bull, bull riding that happens there, uh, I, I learned as I was watching. That. Well, and TKO owns the PBR, right? The bull, that's the bull riding league. I think oh, TKO do they really? It. I think oh. they do, yeah. Oh, well, there that's you why, go. That's why we saw that cowboy. That's what, Yeah, because they own that, too. I do know they do a lot of uh, of that there in that building. In that they do a lot of the bull riding there. So uh, cool stuff, though. I just mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Let's get into the actual wrestling side of the show, though. I'm going to start. I know we're going to kind of go in order of the important stuff. Personally, I felt the start of the show was really the big moment, in my opinion. Cody Rhodes versus Drew McIntyre, main event level opening match. It's a banger of one until Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa get involved helping Drew get the win. Post-match, Cody says he's fine. Drew says he's not a hypocrite. He just thinks big picture. Uh, Justin, this was so good to me. As I was looking through all the different ways to look at this, Drew gets a win going into Elimination Chamber, and Cody's still protected. But I feel like the biggest thing here is the story of if Cody can't beat Drew in the bloodlines at ringside, how's he going to beat Roman Reigns? Yeah, and then later we saw Seth just kind of like walk into that trainer's room and just kind of look at him like, hey, dude, I'm here. If you would just take me up on it. Um, yeah, there was a lot to like about this. Really good match, really good start to Raw. This, uh, you know, you, this was well done, and, and you know it's well done because you have Cody, who you know, who we all know, who just won the Rumble two years in a row, He's calling a shot. He's going to fight Roman again for the title. Normally, <laughs> when you're the babyface on the road to Mania, you don't lose a one-on-one match on Monday Night Raw. But he did, but it was okay. It felt like like it didn't hurt him. And because they chose to do, do it the way they did, to me, it is basically the stamp that Drew McIntyre is also going to Mania, and he's winning this damn chamber. Because uh, well, yeah. why else? Why else would you even make the point of doing this and having Drew win? Unless you're like, oh, Drew's going to win this because he's going to go to the chamber and win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Drew definitely seems like he's gassed up to win this thing. Jimmy, I want your thoughts on all this. And also, we're supposed to hate. This is a Drew is so well written. I don't want to say written, but like. His character is so great. The fact that he is a hypocrite, he is a hypocrite, literally with this. But his whole speech afterwards, like, no, I'm big picture. I need to save this company. And I wanted to stop it, but I can't think of me. I've got to win this match so I can go on and be the champion to save this brand. That's the beauty of it. This this incarnation of Drew McIntyre is the best incarnation I've seen from him. But not only just from him, this is top level stuff coming out of him right Mm -hmm. now. And like Justin said, it looks like he's on a path to WrestleMania uh, for a big match. 
especially coming out of Elimination Chamber. Obviously, it seems like he's the uh, favorite. Let's put it that way in the betting in the betting odds to uh, mm-hmm. to come out of there, you know, with the opportunity at WrestleMania. But the other thing too is for the babyface, someone like a Cody Rhodes suffering his first pinfall in a match since he lost to Roman Reigns last year at WrestleMania. And that is a huge deal because the baby face, in order for people to really get behind him, have to overcome adversity. And this is Mm -hmm. a big hurdle for him to overcome now with the bloodline and that sort of thing. It's telling a hell of a story. And the other beautiful thing I loved about this match, like not only did they have a banger of a match in ring style, but I love the camera work where they took close-ups of their faces showing emotion, showing the guy selling. They were telling stories with their face, with their eyes, Little things like that. I know they tried to show it a little bit with the telestrator after the match, which kind of bugged me because it looked too uh, pictionary, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. They didn't have to go that far. All they had to do was, you know, bring it to light. And Michael Cole's been doing a fabulous job of, show, you know, telling us about the little things that are going on. They didn't need that. But other than that, I thought, what a hell of a way. They always say the two most important matches on a show are how you the opening and how you close. And they opened with a banger. And you, you're right. It could have closed the show and made people go, oh, man. But then we wouldn't have got that good stuff from Drew afterwards. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in this case, they did it in the right order. But this could have this could have been a, a pay-per-view match or a premium live event match. Um, Just I want your thoughts on the uh, Telestrator tonight. Did you like <laughs> that being added? Uh, I felt like it was fun at first. And then eventually I was kind of like, okay, I get it. I get- <laughs> no, you know, and this is not, the you know, like. Those will remember Bobby the Brain Heenan used to do the brain scan. He used to draw, you know. Yeah. I, but no, I didn't like it. And I and, and I look and I and I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of Pats and I. But it, it you know it just didn't. That was a miss. <laughs> Sorry, that was we can we tried it. They tried. There's yeah. a lot of things. There's a lot of things visually that's been refreshing about Raw, especially tonight. You know, we saw them that shot again where the, where the camera goes from outside inside through the concession into the arena um you know we saw the camera come back from break coming down the aisle way from the like visually it is really a refreshing show all the different things they're trying uh, jack i saw you tweet about they're showing the uh, 2k24 ratings of what they're gonna be in the video game like yeah a lot of fun elements <laughs> they're not all gonna be winners we can put the telestrator <laughs> away yeah, I, I feel like the telestrate that'd be one of those things they broke like bust out like for one replay every couple of weeks as like for someone that they wanted to make fun of, you know, or like a, like a, a goofy slip on, on a banana peel, bad guy does something and yeah. you know, he wants to draw on it, but every replay, we, I don't think we need it that much, but yeah. I like the 2k ratings. Everyone in the chat, let me know about your uh, thoughts on the 2k ratings. It made me, uh, I liked it, but at the same time I was like, Drew's only an 89. There's no way he could beat 93 <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing about the ratings. The ratings were fun. You know, Drew and Cody, <laughs> both rank pretty well, right? Yeah. Gunther, Gunther and Jey Uso, I think, were both equally rated like 90. Yeah. <laughs> but then when you get into the eight-man tag and you're showing DIY, Truth and Miz versus Judgment Day, and you got some guys that are in the 70s or 60s on ratings, I'm like, oh, what? what? Whose favors are we doing here for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah, I, yeah. You only show the people who are gonna have good ratings. Don't show the people who are struggling. <laughs> I don't want to play uh, with Tommaso uh, Champ if he's a seventy-one. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? It, it's, yeah, 
Never mind. That is that is so funny. That's a, that's a great point too. That's so funny. Hey, everybody in the uh, chat, let us know what our ratings would be. Who who? Yeah. <laughs> if, we're, yeah. if we're if we're unlockable downloadable characters, what's our rating? Yeah, do do the whole wrestling eight crew. Let us know. Uh let <laughs> right. us know everything. East is gonna be a ninety-nine, but oh uh God. the rest of us are done for. Uh we're gonna Pretty be much. at that. <laughs> <laughs> um well, I I do want to say well, this is just a personal thing. I want to give a shout out to uh Lucas Riley, who what is a local uh fella here, wrestles for uh Santino Brothers Championship Wrestling. He was the doctor that was helping out Cody Rhodes uh, at the show oh, tonight. So uh, cool nice. to see him on WWE Raw. Um, I'm first of many, I'm sure, for Lucas Riley. Um, Jay Uso in the main event had a match with Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Back and forth, as we expect, Jay's about to get the win, and then the bell rings prematurely, and it's Jimmy Uso. There's a lot of shenanigans. Eventually, Gunther gets the win. And Jimmy has now cost Jay two championship matches. Uh, as the resident Jimmy on our team, Jimmy Corderas. <laughs> um, uh, man, I threw out a, uh, a heater of a prediction. I thought that Jay was going to do it. I was, I, I like to, I hung some onions. I, I put it out there and I was totally wrong, Jimmy. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Guther gets the win. What were your thoughts about this one? No, I like the match. I love the way they set up the finish because uh, like a couple of weeks ago in AEW where they did the time limit draw mm-hmm. with, the, with the referee and the timing on that one, I thought the timing on this one was really good. And the other thing I like too, we talked about, you, you know, Justin, you talked about camera angles. And the camera didn't just, when they went to that camera, they didn't just show him ringing the bell. The camera swung around to show him mm-hmm. ringing the bell. So it looked very unexpected as opposed to that's the spot that we were trying to shoot. I love that aspect of it. And they like for you, Jack, they got you. You absolutely mm-hmm. thought after five spears and a splash, that's gotta be it. He can't kick out of that, you know? Yeah. And then they came up with a creative way to get out of that. And then you set up another, wait tune in to find out what happens next with with the brothers the brotherly rivalry you know and that could lead to a brother versus brother match at wrestlemania you talk about big matches yes i'd love to see jay with the intercontinental championship but at the same time you know wrestling your brother at wrestlemania has got to be a big deal for these two guys you know so yeah so you you know it, it clicked and i talked earlier not to ramble on about this about the camera work picking up guys emotions and selling and both guys selling well and and Gunther with his frustrations with not being able to get past Jay, it just worked again another match that that clicked for me yeah Justin I meant to tweet that Jimmy was gonna or J- Jay was gonna win tonight because I thought he was gonna win via DQ but I messed up and said win the title tonight <laughs> but look I stand by my prediction. I messed up, but I'm I, I'm sticking to it. I was gonna delete it. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna delete it. I said, no, I'm not gonna be delete tweet guy. I'm gonna leave it up there for the world to see. Man of my word. <laughs> uh, look, he, he he had you there for a minute. It made you made you believe this is you're in Anaheim, <clears throat> big market, big night, main event. You know, um, you know, he it made you made you believe there for a second. Um, yeah, I mean, just a solid match, really good match, and you know, I echo everything Jimmy said. The, the cam, the, specifically the camera swinging around to get Jimmy, those type of things, it, it, it's like a subtle thing, but 
it makes you in that moment be like, is this supposed to happen? Like it, it gives you that just that moment of like it's live TV. And I mean, it's, it's somebody literally just lean over the barricade and start banging the bell. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, everything was well done. Um, I really can't add much more other than to say, yeah, Jay versus Jimmy. You know, these guys who have been, you know, they're one of the longest tenured, like they're right there with Miz and Truth and in terms of longest tenured talents. Um, and obviously have had, you know, their Hall of Famers as a tag team. It's, it's pretty awesome to say they're now going to probably looks like get a WrestleMania singles match against each other that is that is pretty cool so i think once they do that you know i know they're both still chasing singles titles but if they have a banger one-on-one a mania i mean god you could call it a day and wrap up your career and go home if you want to i mean you've you've mm-hmm. you've, you've 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 had a hell of a run at that point yeah and one more quick thing uh, again talking about camera angles and gotcha moments after uh, the camera the shot after the spear you know, it wasn't the wide shot showing the entire audience. It was a ground level shot, like from one of the the, the handhelds on the floor. And you could see the crowd behind him. Once he hit the splash, they all stood up mm-hmm. because they bought into it, too. And, yeah. you know, the, the, it was, it, again, it just worked perfectly. <laughs> one of the other visuals that was fun, if you catch it. You know how when uh, <laughs> Jay comes out and he does his up and oh, down yeah mcafee is on the table doing like he normally does but if you go back and watch it mcafee's doing it and then gunther locks eyes with pat and pat goes and just freezes as, <laughs> until <laughs> gunther stopped looking at him it was hilarious <laughs> if you catch it yeah, yeah it's a. Uh... Pat McAfee's a treasure. He's so he's so good out there on commentary, and, and Cole's one of the best. Uh, by the way, Rocky says Triple J is 100, so that's good to see. Oh, thank uh, then you, Rocky. Says, Justin 89, Jack 69, <laughs> Jimmy 99. How am I? Why am I down at the lower end? Uh, Bernie says Justin's 83, Jack 79, Jimmy's 87, Issa 65, Flobo 78, Matt Coon 45, Glenn seventy seven, Raj thirty seven, Drunk oh. Raj ninety six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, drunk, drunk Raj is one of those limited edition downloads. You, you, yeah, you got to get the road to uh, Wrestling Inc. version for the Drunk Raj uh, <laughs> version. Uh, by the way, I meant to shout this out. Uh, Dylan Black Kelly says Jack Farmer's crazy to me. The first person I always say, "Am I crazy?" <laughs> He's the first Dylan, the first one to say Jack's crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I guess I am. It's true. Um, we got, uh, a, a few things for the, uh, the women's side of things for, uh, for elimination chamber. First up, we had a interview with Nia Jackson, Rhea Ripley. That was run by Michael Cole, where, uh, Ripley basically says, she talks about where she came from and who she is now. Nia says she's bigger, so she's going to crush her. Uh, but then we also get the, um, Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, uh, Naomi, Tiffany Stratton, Bianca Belair, trash talk segment before again, uh, Nia Jax clears house and crushes everybody. Uh, Justin, this is a, um, when you have a big kind of matchup like this coming up, everyone does the thing where they walk out. I want to ask you who won the promo battle of all these, uh, folks besides Nia Jax. Cause she crushed everyone. But in your opinion, <laughs> who, who scored the most points in the promo department? It's hard to say. I mean, all, all the ladies, they all look like stars. They really do. I mean, um, you know, we were a big night for Raquel coming back, winning the Battle Royal. She's out there talking trash. 
Bianca's so good at her trash talk. Uh, you know, Becky is Becky. I mean, I don't really know who won. I, it, it's one of those things where I'm happy to see that there's so many of the ladies that look like stars and that this that they have this depth of talent. Nia Jax is a great opponent for Rhea. Rhea's going to get a huge pop in Australia. Nia's the perfect opponent. I mean, I expect Rhea to retain, but that's, that's a great it's a great matchup for this event. Kind of like how I said with Drew, though, with the men's. I, I don't see... I, I don't I don't have any argument for anybody else winning other than Becky. It just mm-hmm. seems that they're, they're just kind of telling you that's what it's going to be, which is fine. Um, so, yeah, Becky, but, you know, Nia... Nia and Rhea's going to look good, but, I mean, again, I got to say, Rhea, two weeks in a row now. Two. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. They showed Judgment Day. They showed the four guys last week backstage, and they showed them again tonight backstage coming to the arena, and, of course, they had a match. Rhea not in any of the – they are purposely distancing her from them. You know, they, they are heels, and they're expecting Rhea to be the, to, to be the face in this situation with Nia and probably moving forward. Even, even if she does take on Becky and Mania – I think they're going to be contending with a split crowd. Um, so, yeah, but it was good. I, I enjoyed Again, all the ladies look, look, look good, so it was, it was nice to see. Yeah, Jimmy. Um, of course, uh, and also just to add in, there was the last chance battle royal. Raquel Rodriguez mm-hmm. won that. Felt like as soon as she walked out, she was going to win it. Um, mm-hmm. I want to know your thoughts on the on the promos. I want to know your thoughts on who you thought won the promo battles here. Uh, and... Uh, I want your thoughts on Raquel Rodriguez. Should she have been a mystery add-on, or was this the right way to bring her back? What was your thoughts on how they had her get a shot into the elimination chamber? I thought it was interesting because uh, you know you bring the, you. Um, I saw. Did you tweet about it about the Royal Rumble being not so uh, far long? Yeah, ago? I tweeted about that. Yeah, because it's the Royal yeah. Rumble was really just a month ago. We're basically doing another right. over-the-top yeah. battle uh, royal. Really, I, I kind of felt that way. Other than the fact that there isn't a countdown, and you know, people yeah. come in at separate times because it is raw and your your time restraints, you know, and that sort of thing. But as far as who won the battle, uh, the the battle of the promos, it, a tough one to call. A tough one to mm-hmm. call. All the ladies seem to be hitting all the right notes. Um, I like I like the tone in Raquel's uh, voice, though. She felt yeah. like she felt confident. Where, yeah. you know, you know what I mean, and and that's what you need from someone like that. That you need to feel co- to feel her confidence. That's in that respect, so to speak. But uh, uh, I would have liked to have seen her not have to win a battle royal to get there. But it just shows you the depth on the women's division too. There were a lot of ladies in there. They told some mini stories that maybe could be played out down the road and that sort of stuff. But um, I, again. Uh, the the winner in this whole segment was Nia Jax. They just made her look invincible. So when that moment comes for Rhea Ripley in Australia, it'll make it just that much bigger. I mean, I agree with, I, you know, I know that I, I believe Becky Lynch is going to win the chamber and we're going to get Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley. That just feels like what's going to happen. But this is where WWE has done such a good job of, I kind of feel like Nia Jax could win it. I kind of feel like she could walk away the champion in Elimination Chamber, the way they've built her, and they're making me second second guess and wonder and and question. And that's really the beauty of wrestling is when you 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 know, but you're like, but do I know? Well, you think you think, you think Nia could beat Rhea 
once this week. I, I I feel like the way they pushed her, it's I mean, if I was in Vegas, I wouldn't bet on yeah. Nia Jax. I, I would bet on Rhea Ripley, but there's this little voice in the back of my head that's like, I don't know. Every step of the way, we keep thinking, well, Nia Jax isn't going to win this match. And then Nia Jax, she beats Becky Lynch. She beats everybody. She always goes over. I don't know. I could, I, I it wouldn't shock, like, it would shock me, but there's that little voice in the back of my head. I think mm. she might be able to do it. Yeah, it's all depending on how it's done, too, if it were to happen. And then you go into mania because you look at the elimination chamber for the women's side. It's it's mostly baby faces in there, baby face women. Mm-hmm. So when, like you said, Justin, you will get that split crowd uh, at WrestleMania. If it is Becky, if it is Bianca, if it, you know, if it is Raquel, you're going to have that split crowd at WrestleMania. And do you want that split crowd? If you don't. This may be a fix for it, but at the same time, Rhea should, if, if she is to lose that championship, it should be on a bigger platform, in my opinion. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see, but uh, that, I feel like there's so much stuff with like Cody and the bloodline that it's not getting the credit it deserves, this women's division uh, world title picture, because it, it's absolutely stacked. Mm-hmm. I think that Bianca Belair got the biggest response from the crowd when she came out, but she came out last, so I don't know if that really counts. The last person always gets the the biggest response. Um, but that's kind of the, the big stuff. Our uh, truth I guess the last thing we'll cover. Our uh, truth I think, is done with the Judgment Day, Justin. <laughs> I, I, at least I'm hoping. Eight-man tag. Uh, Judgment Day gets the win. <laughs> this has got to be over, right? <laughs> you think so, man. <laughs> He got some of the loudest pops of the night. Mm-hmm. He comes True. in there. He gets the hot tag. He comes in there. He's doing all Cena spots. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, he's just, I don't know what's next for him, but you got to keep him on TV. You got to find something for him. Yeah. You know, I don't know how the guys don't break up when, you know, like uh, I think Damian Priest in a recent interview said he just can't, uh, finds it hard to keep it together when he's doing stuff with truth and, and like you said, Justin, sorry to cut you off again, Jack, but it, it, he did get some of the on the hot tag. He got yeah. a huge pop, and unfortunately, I, I hate to say it, with all due respect, they they did a hot tag to Tommaso Ciampa and crickets. And he did that spot too. They started to come when he did the spot where he was looked like he was doing the running the ropes drill, back and forth. But uh, you know, other than that, uh, and doing the DX, you know, stuff. But the line of the night from Truth when he was out uh, outside with Jackie and doing the interview, and he said he hadn't cried so much since the finale of This Is Us. I mean, I, I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. I mean, it, I didn't hear the rest of it because of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, he, he is so, like, you know, but Justin, to your point, I almost feel like you got to give him a title run or something. You got to put well, him. I don't know about title run, but you just keep just keep finding ways to have him on TV. He doesn't need to chase the Isaac title or the U.S. title, but just have him on TV. He's just so damn entertaining. I mean, he's... I don't know. Our truth, it confused our truth versus Logan Paul. I think could be very entertaining for me hmm. individually. Especially if they do a backstage segment where he's playing the ukulele and uh, he's got the hat on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now he thinks he's Kurt Angle or something. I don't know. Uh, We, uh, so that, that, that pretty much sums it up for us. Uh, if I can, yeah. One more thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Chad Gable gets a win. Maybe this is hopefully the start of 
a, a little bit of a rise up the card for him and a little more serious tone to him too as well. Yeah, it's um well, well as we as we sign off and as everyone comes through here, uh of course everyone in the chat, like, comment, share, subscribe, let me know your 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 final thoughts on the show. But Jimmy, talk about that and um uh where can we find you online? Final thoughts on the show and do, I guess some of the other things that happened, the Chad Gable match and Ivar, if you want to talk about it. Andrade, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke, and New Day also had little moments. But uh, any thoughts you want to cover for them? Yeah, really quickly, Andrade, I like the slow build to him. Put him on th those vignettes, which they do really, really well. Makes it, makes him feel intense. I like that. The Sami story, you f it's heartfelt, and it tells a great story. I just don't want to see it with Shinsuke go much further. Let's put it that way. And overall, I thought the show delivered. You know, you, you got to eliminate. It's the go home show for Elimination Chamber, and you got that big. You know what's dominated the conversation for the last three, four weeks now has been Cody, Rock, and Roman, and mm -hmm. people are still talking about it. And even that video package they showed tonight, you know, we didn't get to touch on that, but you know, this was done for a reason. I believe it wasn't. It wasn't accidental. You know, people are out there saying, "Oh, he didn't know it was just the one finger." He did, he did this because he didn't know. There was a reason for it. And we stay tuned. We'll find out why. And you can find me here, except for next week. I won't be here next week. Uh, taking a little break. Uh, unfortunately, won't be Triple J, but uh, you can catch me here. I'm usually on Mondays and Wednesday nights uh, uh, covering Raw and uh, Dynamite, respectively, and the Reffin It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner and RJ, who holds the glue together. You know, we hit it every week. And... Uh, we just had Shark Boy on, Shell Yeah, and this week we're going to have Joel Gertner. And uh, well, you know, well, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Stud muffins, stud and of course, yeah, and of course the ref and rants from Monday to Friday. Uh, you know, they're very short on all my social media platforms. Having a little fun, just taking little critiques to, as I say, tighten the screws to not tear down, but trying to help. In my my and all the views expressed on those are mine and mine alone. <laughs> Joel Gertner, man, when I when I was watching him growing up, uh, he was one of my favorite parts. Like, what dirty little rhyme is he? Gonna say? <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah, I was uh, just at the perfect like uh, age for his brand of humor when he was in ECW. So it was perfect. What uh, what thing is he going to say that you should not repeat at school? <laughs> <laughs> that we all are going to. <laughs> I loved it. Um, but Justin, where can we'll find you? Thoughts on the show? Any final thoughts on these other bits of the show that we didn't cover? Yeah, no. I mean, again, Andrade, I like it too. I like the vignettes. Um, you know, the, overall, the show, uh, you know, I mean, actually, there was only like literally five matches, I think, uh, in mm -hmm. the three hour show. You know, so it was a lot of packages, interviews, whatever. But that's what, you know, it's a go home show. You're going to get that. Especially when the go, especially when the show itself, Chamber, doesn't have a lot of matches. You know, you got two matches that have, you know, six people each in it. So, I thought overall it was it did its job. It was good. Felt like a big deal with all the stars there, as we talked about. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 ready for Chamber. I'm I'm like I said, I think I know the winners of it, but I still want to see how it's executed. Still, still want to see how it comes off. Uh, and in terms of uh, following me, follow me at Just Labar across all the socials. Here on Monday nights with you guys. Uh, every Sunday morning, 9 a.m., noon, busted open uh, for a full three hours is one of the hosts, which you can listen live to. And then usually most Friday mornings, I'm also on Busted Open uh, with Dave Greca and Thunder Rosa. So plenty of wrestling to talk about right now. 
Absolutely. And of course, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I'm going to be doing commentary for a show uh, for Prestige on oh. Sunday, and it is a banger of a show. We've got uh, Mustafa Ali going to be in action against Mike Bailey. That's going to be a fun one. Jordan Grace is going to be there. Uh, Chris Sabian. Tiger Mask is going to be there. I'm going to get to call a match with Tiger Mask in it. That's going to be really cool. Uh, all available on IWTV on Sunday. Make sure to check that out. Uh, also, make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. for all your latest news. We're covering NXT tomorrow. Same channel right after the show. You know how it all works. But this group will be back together. Well, two of us will be back together next Monday, Jimmy. One of mm -hmm. us can't show up. So one of us thinks that he's a uh well like the part-timers now that get to come in during the big shows but uh, yeah i'm on the roman Reigns schedule now yeah <laughs> <laughs> hold up the one baby well that does it for us everybody we'll see you all next time make sure to tune into the after nxt show tomorrow Bye. this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.